You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Donald trying to extend his drive, throws off his back foot off balance, and he somehow finds Crowder. Jones has it taken away by Jamal Adams, and he is in for a catch touchdown. Reverses all over the place, and the catch is made by Anderson. Now your hosts, Tom Tuttle and John Eddy Jr., Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Jets Show. I am Tom Tuttle alongside my co-host of Fantasy Fuel as well, John Eddie Jr. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing amazing. I already got an episode in the books and recorded and up before you ever even got off of work, so <laughs> I'm ready to roll. Let's keep it on the train. <laughs> All right. Um, well, today we're going to be talking about not the 2020 draft. Although we probably will get yeah, into that a little bit, <laughs> but we're going to go back in time to last year's draft and to trying to figure out if these players were good picks, if how well they're contributing to the team or not contributing to the team. Um, and we will maybe have some comparisons to maybe what we should do this year. So, but first I want to, before we get into that, I want to discuss a little bit of a rumor that I'm seeing out there and it's, it seems pretty strong that the Jets may be looking to sign somebody like Logan Ryan, a cornerback who has been really quite stellar throughout his career. He's not too bad. He actually is coming off his best statistical. Oh, my God, you're making me say the wrong <laughs> word. Statistical season. I can't believe I did that. That sounded exactly like you do it every time yeah. on Fantasy Fuel. Anyway. Stats. The 29-year-old Logan Ryan is coming off his best statistical season in to date with a career high in passes defended, 18, forces fumbled, 4, sacks, 4.5, and, and 113 tackles. Uh, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, there's no question. The guy is, he, to me, he's been one of the better underrated cornerbacks in the league. I know a lot of people know about him, but nobody's like, that's a stellar guy. I think he's stellar. I think he's one of the one of the best in the league because nobody really knows about him. He's going to ask for a lot of money, there's no doubt. But I think he's worth the money, and I think the Jets should definitely at least, and it sounds like they already are, but look into Logan Ryan because we do need another cornerback, and it would be a lot easier to just sign somebody and know what you're getting than to try and get somebody that you might get possibly in the draft. I mean, it doesn't work out that that well very often for cornerbacks, especially for the Jets. Well, and it'll be interesting to see if anybody even tries to sign him in the next couple of days before the draft or if they yeah. wait to see if a rookie falls to them that wouldn't normally fall. Maybe they just can't pass up a cornerback in that second round with one of the two picks the Jet has. And like, you know, and we can save some money and we can go after somebody else or try and make a trade that takes on some cap space that might benefit us because he is going to probably get about $10 million average yeah, per yeah. year and right now the jets have just over 17 million in cap space so it's not un uh it's not a bad move and they have enough money 
but they might need to move some things around a little bit to make it work. Yeah. Financially. I'd, I'd be 100% for it because honestly, if we signed him now and especially before the draft, which is preferably for me, because I wouldn't want, I just want to drop the cornerback idea in the draft right. at that point. Just get rid of it. We don't have to worry about it. And then we can focus on offense, all the other positions offense, that we need. Offense, offense, <laughs> offense, offense. <laughs> but yeah, Logan Ryan, again, I think he's stellar and I, I would love to have him on the team. So keep an eye out for that, guys. We'll see what happens. But on to the main part of the show where we are going to talk about, yes, last year's draft. And, of course, the first round, the Jets with the third pick, we went with somebody, um, a defensive tackle, which is pretty normal for the Surprise. Jets. It's like that's, that's what we like to do. That's what you do. And what, what was that? So that's what you do. We've seen yeah, it too many times. Yep. And uh, we went with Quinnen Williams, which he was considered to be NFL ready. There's no doubt about that. He was considered to be a stud, a safe pick, the right pick. But was it safe? Was it the right pick? He he was hailed I, as possibly the best player in the class. Yeah. He was supposed to be a super strong rush from the interior, which would help the exterior guys out. But I don't yeah. know if he's done that yet. Well, yeah, last year he had 16 tackles. He had two and a half sacks. And he ranked 43rd overall for defensive tackles. And so that's not great. <laughs> I mean, there's 32 teams, so 43rd. I mean, I know that most teams have two defensive tackles playing at the same time, but so still. I understand it. But and that's and that's just in the games that he's played. You know, if you take all the games he missed, which there was a few, and he's probably lower on the on the list. But even Steve McClendon, the other nose tackle in for the New York Jets, he ranked higher than him as far as defensive tackles when he was 36th overall. So, again, having a 36 and a 43 on the same team is really not a bad thing. I j and I think he's got plenty of talent, but, again, only 16 tackles. And when you look at it, Williams ranked 18th on the team in tackles. Mm. And you don't have to go too far down the list to start finding some special teamers and yeah, some and some offensive players that Ooh, have tackles as well. That's not good. So, yeah, I mean – fantasy leagues you're you're like hey my offensive guys are getting tackles that's extra points for me but <laughs> we're not getting the points out of Quinn and Williams in the first place right well when your offensive players are getting tackles and you look at how many tackles they have and it's only like four and you don't have <laughs> you don't have a big gap between them and Quinn, Quinn and Williams it's like all right maybe Quinn Williams wasn't what we wanted him to be hmm. but I think he's got again I think he's got loads of potential and it would be wrong of me to say that I don't like him on the team because right. I really do. Of course. And but to to say that he was a first rounder last yeah. year, I mean it just it doesn't seem like he was actually a first rounder. No. And um and I think we need to at least consider the fact that it wasn't a mistake, but we could have done something like a offensive lineman <laughs> or or anything really i mean anything there would have probably been a little bit better of a of a take just because he didn't really perform last year now let's see what happens this year he's i've seen the uh the rank not the rankings but the uh i can't think of the word but what 
they're going their, their predictions of oh, what he will right. do next year. And it's it looks like really good numbers. But I am not gonna go ahead and give into the predictions because I haven't seen that. I saw what he did last year, and I'm taking the numbers from what he had last year. And from what I've seen, it wasn't worth the third pick in the draft. And I know that's impossible to say because everybody was saying it's the right move. I just it seems like it's always the right move with the Jets, and it always ends up the wrong move. So I would like to change that a little bit. How many times have the Jets had, like, a top 10-ish pick? You're like, I can't believe this guy has slid all the way to the Jets. Oh, my God, this is going to be so amazing. <laughs> and it just hasn't panned out. Now, Quinn and Williams probably it didn't help that the defensive line overall last year was not that good. The edge yeah. rushers were not good. But if somebody like Jadavion Clowney were to come in here, it would instantly make Quinn and Williams better than he was last year because they'll be focused on Clowney and he'll get more one-on-one situations. And then maybe he can start to bully those offensive linemen and get some pressure and disrupt some plays. Not always about stats with these interior linemen, but (laughs) if you can see him disrupting plays, then he's worth that third overall pick. Well, yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing. And we're talking about defensive linemen, defensive ends, and edge rushers. Uh, <laughs> we had an we had an edge rusher in uh, the third round last year mm. that could, you know, could have been something. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have a second rounder. Well, you can right. thank Sam Darnold for that because Sam year, Darnold though, so. was, was part of that second round uh, trade that we had. So this third round pick that we had last year, was Jakai Polite. Now, Polite was select, he was selected by the Jets in the third round last year, but it, it didn't work out. And, I mean, we signed him for a four-year contract for $3.6 million and a $1.12 million signing bonus mm. on August 31st. And then Polite was waived by the Jets. <laughs> And so that wasn't good. Now, then he went to the Seattle Seahawks on September 2nd. So he went from August. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I misspoke before. We waived him on August 31st. We signed him before that. Um, And then the Seattle Seahawks picked him up on September 2nd. And then they waived him uh, 21 days later. Mm. And, (laughs) And then the Los Angeles Rams picked him up on the 25th mm. and they still have him, but he's on the practice squad yes. and he is now on a reserve future contract oh, with the Rams on, on December 31st. So he just signed that one. Now he was supposed to be, he was supposed, he was supposed to have first round talent, right? He really was, but he this fell. is one of those guys. Just like I said, I can't believe this guy fell all the way to the third round of the Jets. How can you go wrong? And um, yeah, there. This was the biggest disappointment for any team's pick in the entire 2019 draft. Because if a guy gets cut, a third rounder gets cut before he ever even plays an NFL snap. Okay, yeah. Who dropped the ball on this one? It wasn't Joe Douglas. So I'll tell you who it was, but let me get to that. Okay, I'll right, tell you right. who dropped the ball. All right. So <clears throat> let me get my breath. <laughs> so he was supposed to have first round talent, but he ended up going to the jets in the third round. 
Why? Well, his combine wasn't good. So in comparison to the other guys, it didn't look like he had the greatest of combines. And there were some questions about his background from scouts. This is from ESPN. And when, when NFL types started digging into the background, they discovered concerning signs. Two scouts representing two different teams Mm-mm. said they said they came away with questions about his work ethic, commitment, and attention to detail. One scout described him as bad news, arrogant, not a team player. The other called him a talented pass rusher, obviously. Um, he lived off of that, and he fell for a reason, off the field stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should have gone higher. But no arrest, they say. Just a troubling pattern of behavior. Troubling pattern. Mm. And Polite was asked about it, and he said just immature stuff. And he didn't go into detail. <laughs> Like, um, <laughs> I'm going to screw up. Don't draft me. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. And the Jets drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Jets decided to take that chance uh, on the third-round pick. And it seemed like head coach Adam Gase saw potential in him, obviously, because he was a first-round talent. So he saw the potential. But Polite was cut after he had issues and other issues, but mostly for tardiness for the New York Jets. Tardiness. So he was cut and he was fined over a hundred thousand dollars. So <laughs> leave it to Gase oh. to select a guy to select a guy that most scouts are saying has off the field issues and not a team player. Come on, Adam Gase. We need to find I, out if Adam Gase is a um, degenerate gambler because that's <laughs> one of those, like only a gambler would be like, you know, but, if he turns out, this would be the greatest third-round pick in history of the Jets. And um, yep. uh, You know uh, that's no. what he was thinking. Yeah, Everybody else passed on him. Why did they pass on him? They passed on not him twice. Not because they're stupid. <laughs> they're not dumb, Adam Gase. It is your fault you drafted somebody in the third round, and then you you got rid of them in two months. Yeah. And then another team picked it up for – Chump change. They didn't like him. They got rid of him, and now another team has him, and they're on the. He's on a futures contract. <laughs> Adam Gase, third round pick. I I love hearing that the reserve futures contracts right. because most of those will not have a future in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, leave it to Jakai Polite to get a futures contract when he probably has zero future. Yeah, it doesn't sound. I mean, this is. Completely pun intended, yes. but it doesn't sound like there was anything polite about the guy. Anyway, That's... yes, all right. Um, we can go on to yes, the please. next third round <laughs> pick that the Jets had, and this is a little bit better, a little bit. But Chumanadoga, obviously, there's a reason the Jets are rumored to take an offensive tackle in the first or second round this year in the draft, and that's because Adoga just wasn't good enough. And I think we kind of all know that, yeah. but he's still got room to grow for sure. But and I think he just needs some some time to grow. You know, he he needs to be in the system a little longer. He needs to play a little longer. He's still going to play this year, and he's going to be a very serviceable back serviceable backup as long as, of course, the offensive lineman that the Jets draft uh, pans out. But I think it's only wise to let him sit, sit back, learn, practice, 
and play sparingly so that he can become a better offensive lineman. I mean, I don't think it was a bad pick for the New York Jets to pick him in the third round. Not at all. But the Jets could have addressed this earlier, like I said, when we were talking about Williams. We could have done that in the first round. Or we could have even gotten somebody besides Polite Mm. with the other third-round pick. It could have been somebody else and maybe would have added a little bit better of a future. But I do like the pick that they went out and got an offensive lineman in the third round. It just didn't work. And that's why I think this year, comparing it to last year, we need to go in the first or the second round for an offensive lineman. Well, and Adoga wasn't supposed to be a guy that gets shoved to the starting lineup right away anyway. He was supposed to be a little bit of a project to develop into a left tackle of the future because he has physical tools. He knows how to use Mm -hmm. them. And he can shut down elite pass rusher. I mean, he held Demarcus Lawrence to zero tax, zero pressure, zero tackles for loss against the Cowboy. I mean, he did what he needed to do against Demarcus Lawrence, one of the best in the league, but he can't do it day in and day out. Right. Yep. That's completely the the point right there. I mean, we got to find somebody else that can do it and let him sit back, learn. And like I said, it, the more he plays, the better. But I don't want him to be the starter. Yes, not <laughs> I, yes. I, I want him to sit back, wait his turn. And then when he's ready, get him out there because I believe in him. I really do. Yep. All right. So on to the fourth round, mm. which we have uh, Trevon Wesco. Um He was a non-factor, completely non-factor at the tight end position last year for the New York Jets. And we had tight end troubles. So, I mean, the fact that he was a non-factor just completely makes no sense for the Jets to have drafted him in the fourth round. I I keep hearing it now. The Jets should be drafting a, a tight end in the fourth round this year. Why? We, we, did, it, we did it last year. What's the <laughs> point? I mean, we already had this. It has happened last year. Just We're just throwing away a draft pick if we do this. We don't need him. Herndon is fine. Wesco is so far down the depth chart that he's con- going to be another non-factor this year, If he, even if he makes the team. I don't know. If we do draft uh, a tight end in, in this draft, it might bump Wesco out. Yeah. So it, it's likely that he'll comp- completely be a non-factor again this year. And it wasn't a great pick, and I don't think we should go down that rabbit hole again <laughs> this year. No, I, Wesco was – he just didn't fit anywhere. He kind of yeah. settled in to that fullback, H-back role, but that's not even worth a draft pick really anymore. You can find one no. of those guys as a, a, a kind of an afterthought, especially in today's NFL. There's not many exactly. fullbacks out there, and I don't really see the Jets going to – that kind of an offense where they would use a fullback all the time, though I think it could be who of them to do it with Le'Veon Bell with a not so cohesive offensive line yet. Maybe you throw that <laughs> fullback in the mix and see what happens. So maybe, just maybe, if with the new offensive lineman they've got and they throw him in at fullback, just maybe to do something different. Maybe he can find a role in the team and he can be the next, you know, Lorenzo Neal or Tony Richardson <laughs> or somebody like that. And he could actually be worth it as a member of the team. Obviously, there is zero fantasy value here. There's never right. going to be. Yeah, of course. And um, as far as drafting a tight end this year, I mean, if somebody like Cole Komet fell to the fourth round, okay. Maybe yeah, take I a see chance, that for sure. but yeah. I don't know that he's going to fall that far. And I'm not very sold on the rookie tight ends that are coming out this year anyway. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, just like we've said plenty of times, the rookie tight ends in this draft, it's really not any it's it's way worse than it was way last worse. year. So if we're gonna go in the fourth round again, you're not gonna get anything. So yeah, just take note, New York Jets. Please don't draft <laughs> another tight end in the fourth round. It will likely not work out. Mm. It won't it'll be just a waste of a pick. All right, so let's go to the fifth round. Okay. <laughs> where at, this is actually where I think Adam Gates maybe knows a little bit about some of these later guys because I actually ended up liking Blake Cashman um, in the fifth round last year. I mean, he's a linebacker, an inside linebacker. Last year, obviously, the Jets had some issues yes. with with linebacking people getting hurt. I mean, August. Uh, Avery Williamson got hurt, and then C.J. Mosley had an injury in so the first game. so high on Avery game. Williamson. So yeah. high on him. In the first game of the season, Mosley got hurt, and then, you know, the Jets were suddenly looking for an inside linebacker. <laughs> and then the next six weeks, Cashman looked like he was – uh, he looked like he was a veteran out there. You know, he was doing pretty good. He uh, averaged 67 defensive snaps per game and five starts and in that stretch he he chalked up 38 tackles 3.5 of them were for a loss so I mean that's not great but he's still he's making plays I mean he's doing something out there and he our defense looked pretty good last year and obviously our run defense was really good last year so he's in the middle of that he's doing a pretty good job now his his first uh, pro half sack he didn't get a full sack obviously but uh, it was a it was a strip sack so he made a fumble there you go <laughs> so that's it's beautiful I love that and unfortunately he hurt he hurt his shoulder uh, pretty bad in in uh, week eight's practice so he didn't have uh, he didn't have the ability to come back and play some more, but I absolutely love the pick. I thought it's great to get something in the fifth round that you can actually use and have something of. And I just want to share something okay. before, before you say anything about Cashman. <laughs> I, I, he had a quote and I just, because this quote is awesome. It just kind of shows his character and it shows the uh, type of player that he is. And I absolutely agree with everything he's saying here. So this is his quote. We finished the second half six and two. We're, we were banged up so much, but I think guys stepped up and they did their job pretty well, Cashman said. I think we have all the pieces, all the pieces, okay? That's that's me adding that in okay. there. But I think he, he said, I think we have all the pieces to make it to be a playoff contender. That's what I've been saying all this time, okay? And then he goes on, but he said, it's important that you stay healthy and you execute because it doesn't matter what your record is. Any given Sunday, any time you play, you can lose a football game. As as long as we execute and stay healthy, it will be a promising year. I like that. Yeah. That oh. is beautiful. I want to see him on the field as much as possible. Obviously, I want my other guys, my starters, Mosley, I want him to be healthy. I want all them guys to be out there, and we want the best guys out there. But if he is going to be a backup, absolutely. Um. I think I don't have this in front of me, but I think Adam Gase, when Cashman was ready to go on the field, I believe I remember him saying, all right, Cash, get out there. It's going to be your first start. You know, like that's, I don't know. I just, that makes me feel good when I hear something like that. Yes, I had something positive to say about Adam Gase, but I, 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 I like Cashman. I think it's an absolute great pick because in the fifth round, sometimes you get absolute garbage, but with Cashman, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, 
lots of good things to say about Cashman. You've said pretty much all of them. The only thing <laughs> that I had was he wasn't very good in the run game. Uh, he got yeah. bullied by offensive linemen and tight ends. He was making tackles, but he was a little bit undersized, as you might say, against some of the run team. But he started started enough that the rumors are out there that maybe Avery Williamson will get traded because Cashman did just jump into the fray and did fairly well that maybe they're going to try and get rid of Avery. He's got like 8 million on the books this year and we didn't get to see him at all last year. So if they're good enough, they have enough um, want to have Cashman on the field yeah, watch Avery Williamson get traded during the draft somewhere. Hey, I, would, I wouldn't mind him going to my my team that we don't talk about on this show. I'd be okay <laughs> with that, but I don't know uh, if we uh, have the space to talk uh, trade for him either. I don't know. Okay, well, if you know, I'll just i'll I'll spill the beans. Okay. Obviously, John Eddie Jr. is talking with me. I am a huge Jets fan. John, he doesn't hate the Jets. He no. absolutely is fine with the Jets. He is more of a Eagles fan. I'll yes. spill the beans. All right, all right. we can we don't have to trick people anymore. <laughs> but I mean, the Eagles obviously they could use somebody like Avery Williamson, no doubt about that. But um, I think there's a absolute possibility that we could trade him. I mean, there's already rumors out there saying that Williamson might be traded at some point, either now or during the draft or even after the draft. So I, I'm i okay with it. I still kind of want to have Avery, Avery Williamson on my team. I wanted he is, to see how, he's a much, really... how much that Williamson and Mosley could do on the field at the same yeah. time. Because I've always liked Williamson. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. I talked about him... Uh, on Fantasy Fuel when we were talking about IDP guys uh, last year preseason, and I was like, this is the perfect spot. He lands on the Jets. He's mm-hmm. going to be a factor. And then C.J. Mosley comes in and like, oh, well, the teams are going to be keying on Mosley. They're going to try and scheme blocks for him. That means Williamson would get left alone where he could make some of those extra plays, and then yeah. he gets hurt, yep. and we don't get to see any of it. Yeah. I want to see him <laughs> next to C.J. Mosley, but at the same time, I mean, if you can get something out of him and you're completely happy with Cashman, then, um, yeah, go for it. Another extra draft pick somewhere. Maybe they can get a, a third or fourth round pick, you know, if they – give them Williamson and like a sixth or something like that. And they can get another one of those mid round picks and maybe draft another offensive lineman and see what happens. <laughs> let's <there>. do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on okay. to the next round. Uh, bless on Austin. Uh, they call him bless, I believe. So yes. we'll just go with bless, but uh, he didn't, he didn't get on the field until a little bit later, but he did get on the field last year and he had 25 tackles. Mm-hmm. He, had four pass deflections, and I think he had a forced fumble as well. Um, he's not a perfect cornerback by any means, but what I see out of him was absolutely worth every pick. Every every You see a, a pick this late you think is going to be uh, just a toss-up in the air. You have no idea what you're getting, but he's absolutely worth it. And I think Adam Gase hit right on the head again with this guy. And if Adam Gase is this good, I know it's not all him, but I know if he's this good at getting guys late in the draft, I'm going to, 
I'm going to allow him to get the guys late in the draft. But please, sure. Adam Gase, step aside for the first four rounds, all right? <laughs> At least the first and the two seconds. At least <laughs> let Joe Douglas have control over those and see what happens because they might actually get offensive people with him then instead of having to take defensive people with every single pick in the draft. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, and he may not be on the field a ton again this next year. And at times he would overpursue on certain plays and stuff like that. But I believe the reason that he was overpursuing was because he actually has a level of passion that for the game that you just don't see out of players very often. And this is why I liked him. When I watched him last year, I was like, who's this guy? Oh, wow, he is really playing all out. And I really, really like that. And I think the more he plays, the better he's going to get. I absolutely love this pick. Before the Jets signed any cornerbacks in the free agency this year, there were even rumors about him yeah. being the starter. I mean, it, that's just the level of passion that this guy has will put you on the field. Right. Compare that to the third-round pick that didn't even get on the field. I mean, that's completely different. I mean, Austin right here, this guy, this guy is going to be something in the future. I really believe so. I just, I want to see what he can do because he's going to be on the field this year. I, there's no doubt it might not be a lot. I right. mean, obviously some people are going to get hurt and he's going to have to step in, but I'm 100% comfortable with him being the backup. And even if he is the starter, I, I'm okay with that. I just like to it's see the bad. guy play. I mean, he's just, he's exciting to watch. He has that, that youthfulness, you know, I, I, it's not, I, I can only describe it as passion for the game. And I absolutely love to, to see that. And I, I assume he's got extremely good worth ethic because he's a lot of fun to watch. So I, I, I'm 100% ready to watch him again this next year. Yeah. I, he definitely showed a lot, especially for a six round pick. He actually had a three-week span where he was top 10 in yards per target allowed, catch rate allowed, and passer rating allowed. Granted, there was a couple of rookie quarterbacks in there here and there, but that means he's <laughs> doing his job when he's supposed to be doing his job yeah. and not allowing these rookie quarterbacks to pass all over him. So there is definitely a, uh, a uh, hopefulness in Bless Austin for the future, and I think it would be best if they did have him as a backup Yes, absolutely. For another year to kind of get the feel and maybe play a little special teams, do that kind of thing before he gets thrown right back into the mix because who knows what will happen if you just throw a guy out there, you know, when he wasn't projected to be a starter in the first place. Yeah, of course. And I think it's just another reason we should sign somebody like Logan Ryan because, I mean, who better to learn behind? Somebody like that? Definitely. I mean, I really like Logan Ryan. I've already said that plenty of times today on the show. But, I mean, I think if Bless can get behind him and learn everything, I mean, the guy has – he's got all of the passion in the game to absolutely learn what he needs to do. And I 100% on board with Bless Austin. I, this was a great pick. I, I got to give Adam Gase and uh, everybody else who made that pick a lot of credit because I absolutely love it. Um, I think that's probably going to do it for us yep. today. Um, I, I want to remind you that uh, we do a fantasy show as well, me and John, and it's called Fantasy Fuel. So please go check that out. Uh, John already did an episode today without me. Um, that's I couldn't fine. Wait. I couldn't wait. 
<laughs> That's okay. We're, we're going to do something on Thursday. Why don't you go ahead and tell them about that? Yeah, uh, I did a little promo on the show I did before we did this one today, but we are going to be live for the first round of the 2020 NFL Draft, which is already going to be virtual, so we might as well just get in the swing of things, <laughs> and we will be part of the virtual 2020 NFL Draft. Uh, myself, Tom, and our friend The Network from mm. Twitch, uh, there's a link to his Twitch if you want to check him out. He games. He's a huge fantasy football guy. He is a Dolphins fan living in Oakland, so he's kind of got an affinity for the Raiders. So we're going to mm-hmm. have about four teams represented uh, during the NFL draft that we're really invested in, the Eagles, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Raiders. Uh, who knows? Maybe there'll be some other people we can uh, have chime in. We've got Absolutely. a 49ers fan in the chat here. He said he's going <laughs> to watch uh, if he wants to chime in when the 49ers trade back from the 13th pick so that somebody else can pick a wide receiver. I'll let him call in and uh, see what his thoughts are on his <laughs> Niners doing the exact opposite of what he wants them to do. <laughs> So that's probably uh, what the Jets are going to do. I'm sure we're going to, like I've said a million times, defensive tackle with that first pick. Right. It's going to happen. Right. It's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, that'll be twitch.tv slash fantasy fuel. If you were listening in podcast land, uh, there'll be a link in the show notes. So please check us out. We'll be live unless it takes five or six hours to do that first round. We should be <laughs> live for the whole first round. But who knows? <laughs> Technical difficulties are about to happen in the virtual 2020 NFL draft. And I can't wait to see what happens. There's a trade going down. The timer stops. The timer runs out. Nobody's picking. What's going on? Why haven't the Jets done anything yet? Uh, they're trying to trade their pick so they can trade a, get a defensive tackle again next year. Uh, I don't know what's going on. But, yes, uh, that's enough of that. We are definitely uh, out of time for the back row jet show don't forget to check out all the other back row network teams we have a dozen of them we're trying to fill them all up so every team has a voice we've got texans we've got eagles we've got browns we've got dolphins we've got patriots we've got cowboys we're trying to get them all the steelers just joined us the raiders joined us a week and a half ago so there's plenty out there and no i'm telling you again gary i know there's no 49ers so if you're a 49ers fan (laughs) and you want to be a representative and talk about the 49ers yeah give us uh give us a call give us a uh a, a text or something over here 608 uh oh crap i forgot our number 492-3443 608-492-3443 it's been a while since i used it or you can tweet <laughs> us at fantasy fuel or at back road jets did i get that yep. one right back at back road jets at back road jets i was gonna do at the back road jets show but that just seemed a little too long i that thought back road jets was back pretty road jets is perfect pretty simple so all right uh thank you for listening don't forget to check us out on thursday and every monday we do fantasy fuel on the back road jets show so check us out again there and all we've got left is 